0: All the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're gonna break it all down. Today, we're gonna be talking about one of the hottest diet trends that's all over media intermittent fasting. What is intermittent fasting? What are all these benefits everybody's raving about? Is it really too good to be true? And how can we incorporate some of these benefits into a balanced lifestyle? So first off, intermittent fasting, it's basically where we feed our body and we fast at various points. Now, fasting is nothing new. Fasting has been around for centuries. The healing properties of fasting has been well-documented, are taking a look at, is seeing how this can be incorporated into an everyday lifestyle. So with the intermittent fasting, you generally see two types. One is a 16-hour fast where you're feeding your body the other hours of the day, and then for 16 hours, you're fasting. The second type is a -a two-day-a-week fast where you don't eat for 24 hours. So if you have dinner on Thursday at 7 p.m., you wouldn't eat until Friday at 7 p.m. So the benefits for intermittent fasting, so you have everything from increased metabolism, fat burning, insulin control, cancer reduction, Alzheimer's symptom reduction, mental health, and let's take a look at what's happening. So within intermittent fasting, we are already restricting our calories. Generally, from what I've seen in my research, the average person that does intermittent fasting, calories are reduced between 500 and 600 calories a day. That's huge. Anybody that's reducing calories that much is probably coming from a pretty high calorie diet and I'm assuming with that we're probably dealing with a lot of snacking. You're only eating certain hours of the day. So if your last meal is at 7 p.m., your next meal isn't until 11 a.m. That cuts out a lot of our nighttime snacking or our poor breakfast choices in the morning which generally tend to be very carb heavy. We're grabbing breakfast sandwiches and muffins, everything we all. Already- know isn't healthy. We're changing food. The other thing to realize is just that overall placebo effect of we're on a diet, we have a tendency to make healthier food choices. So all of these benefits intermittent fasting is laying out is also benefits of just an overall healthier diet and lifestyle. Now, when I looked at a lot of the research for intermittent fasting, the one thing I saw is that they're very early studies. Most of them are done on rats or very small level studies. A couple I looked at was, one study was eight men and eight women over 22 days. That is a very early study. So while it does show benefits, there's a lot more questions. And that's why we have study phases. When you're reading this, take a look at these studies. If you're reading an article, go to those studies and take a look and see was it done on just rats? Was it done on just men? A lot of these studies are done on men. Now, the difference between men and women's hormones are drastic. We have that ability to create life and grow hearts. Our hormones are much more complex. The way our body handles things is a little bit different, and I think this is a lot of times why you see men having that great fat loss on intermittent fasting. They're doing fantastic and Yes, there have been women that have done fantastic and if you have done intermittent fasting and you have done great, awesome, keep it up. You found what works for you. For a lot of women, I've also seen intermittent fasting really mess with hormones, add on belly fat and their overall body fat increase. No one wants to be on any diet if our body fat and our body weight is increasing. And I think a lot of that is having to do With our hormones and stress. So a lot of women, because of our vanity, we have restricted calories, restricted food, trained our body over the years to not know if food's coming in or not. Well, when we have done that, we have kind of put ourselves in a fight or flight. And in doing so, our body has a tendency to hold fat when there's no food. So when our body is triggered that, okay, we we're getting food on a regular basis, our body is going to release that fat. Our cortisol is going to lower down, which is our stress hormone, and our body will burn the fat because we're not storing it up. But now if we have come from a disordered eating path where our eating is kind of all over the place, our body naturally, when it sees a long fasting period, it's like, oh, here she goes again. She's screwing me up. She's not eating. She's trying to fit in those jeans that she wore when she was 18, So we're gonna hold on to all of our body fat because we don't know when our next meal is. And this is why you so often see women holding higher body fat and not losing it. And it's because of the damage we have done to our bodies over time. Now, if you're a woman and you've really never had that disordered eating path, your hormones are pretty good, but you know deep down you're a snacker. You probably eat more than you should a day, then intermittent fasting might work for you. And this is some of the things I do like about intermittent fasting. The first thing it does is it stops the nighttime snacking. Listen, dinner should be our last meal of the day. Our body goes through this natural cycle of cleansing, of digestion, of from elimination. Our highest point in our body where we are digesting food is about 2 p.m. Our digestive system is at its prime. If you're putting in most of your food earlier in the day when that digestive system is higher, you're naturally going to metabolize a lot more than when you put a large amount of food later on in the day when our digestive system is slowing down. Now with intermittent fasting, a lot of times we are not eating during our body's natural detox cleansing phase, which is at night, overnight, our body is cleaning everything up. Back in nutrition school, I had a great teacher, best analogy I ever heard of. Think of your digestive system like an office building. And after 6 p.m., the cleaners come in to clean all the office floors to... And if you're still working in your office, that cleaning lady is going to open the door and be like, oh, sorry, shut the door, move to the next office. Your office doesn't get cleaned. And that's kind of how our digestive system is. If your body's going through that cleansing phase and you suddenly shove down a hamburger your body's cleansing phase is going to stop and be like, oh my goodness, we have to move to digestion. Then it works on digesting that food. Guess what doesn't get cleaned that night? And if we do this over and over and over again, our body's not getting that cleansing benefit. So something like intermittent fasting, we're cutting the food off and our body is like, yay, we get to clean. Also is it kind of gives us again that placebo effect of making better food choices. We are more likely to eat healthier when we know we are on a diet or just certain times a day, we're less likely to have that nighttime carb heavy snacking, whether it be the pretzels, the ice cream, the potato chips. So how can we put all these benefits of intermittent fasting into a balanced approach that just about everybody can handle. Lay out a timeline for when you eat and when you kind of cut off eating. So my last meal of the day is about 6 p.m. and then I don't eat till about 8, 9 a.m. in the morning. So I'm naturally getting about 14 hours of me just letting my body relax. Now I know some of us have crazy lives. Cutting dinner off at 6 p.m. isn't possible. Our jobs might not allow it. Then let's look at what is one of the other benefits of intermittent fasting and that's putting the biggest part of our food earlier in the day. So maybe let's make dinner one of our smallest meals of the day and make our largest meal of the day lunch when our digestibility is higher. Let's say, for example, we don't get home to eat dinner until 9 p.m. Well, instead of 9 p.m. being a big, heavy meal, maybe let's make it as something like a soup, a salad, something simple to digest, vegetables, a light stir fry, anything that's small and easily digestible. And then if you're eating at your last meal at 9 p.m., maybe let's not eat until 10, 11, 7 o'clock in the morning based on when you wake up, you kind of have to find what works best for you. So find a timeline where you can eat where you're giving yourself about 12 to 13 hours of fasting. The next thing is watch your food quality. Listen, any diet is going to work if we clean up our food quality. We're gonna reduce inflammation. We're gonna increase our energy. Our brain functions going to help we already know eating a diet of fresh fruits and vegetables increases serotonin production and decreases depression. We already know this food quality layout and eating timeline and put the biggest meals earlier in the day when digestibility is highest that's how we can incorporate the benefits of intermittent fasting in our everyday life. So I'd love to hear what you guys think. If you guys think this was a great video, leave me some comments, send me some messages. You can hit me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm all over social media. I'd love to hear what you think. And don't forget to eat your effing veggies.